So a booker asked me this week that um, how are you supposed to experience Leil Seder? We say that lyrus is it's right. So uh, how are you supposed to do that? You know, you're sitting by the Seder. So you know, you you know, I do my shtick and all of that. But Lamaisa, how are you supposed to experience it? So, it kinda that the emesis as a when a person goes through the calendar year and you approach all the different yom toivim, so it's kilu. They gave him a marshal. You're driving a car cross country, which I have had this chus to do many times, and so if you have your radio on. And you drive through Kansas, you're going to hear the radio station in Kansas telling you how much pork bellies are selling for, and the price of corn. And you'll get into Missouri, and you'll hear them talk about the Kansas City Royals or whatever. And you go to Illinois, and you'll be talking about politics in Chicago. And you drive to Indiana, you'll find out uh, what's going on in Indiana. And as you go through the country, and you have your radio on, you'll pick up the radio stations that are transmitting whatever they're transmitting and wherever you go you're going to get a different station in a similar vein when you go through the year as a as a yid you're picking up those radio waves the only difference is that when you drive through the country depending on when you're driving through it's the same transmitter but you're hearing different things that are being transmitted Every day, it's a different story, it's a different report, it's a different song, whatever it is. When you drive through the year, there are rays of hashpah that are being showered on you from a transmitter in Shemayim. And you're getting the exact same program that came down 2,000, 3,000 years ago when Klal Yishol experienced it the first time. It's the same, same hashpah, the same rays of Kedusha, the same rays of opportunity. The only thing you need is a receiver. And so when you come to Pesach, the same Zman of Cheyuseinu, the same hashpahs of Cheyuseinu are being showered on you from the same transmitter at the same station and the same program, and it's all coming down, bombarding you at the same time. All you need is to that's receive... Only, that's only post-Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. I'm talking post-Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So, because you see us Mitzrayim, Hashem gave this hashpah of Cheyus, and that hashpah is there all the time. You don't need to receive... What's the receiver? The receiver is the Seder. When you sit down by the Seder... And you do the mitzvah halayla, then you will pick up those hashpois. So it's not so much that you have to sit there and 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 dream that I am, you know, I'm dressed up like some some slave, and the mitzvah is knocking me on the head, and I'm plotting, right? You know, I try to show that to my enikluch. I have a picture in my Haggadah of this poor yid carrying this bunch of bricks, and uh, the mitzri is beating him. I tell him, this is my uncle Kloinimus, and that was Abdul, and Abdul was beating him up, and Kloinimus Nebuchadnezzar, and it's a whole family story, and the kids buy into it. Stick. But Lemaisa, the ikker is that you, you get the you, you, you get the hashbah, and if you go through the Seder with the mitzvah salaita, you will feel at a certain level, that's the magic of the Seder. That's, 
that's the Maisa, what the Derek Hashem says this in so many words. And he says, Hine al pizen itztavinu b'chaga Pesach, v'chol inyonim shen itztavinu l'zeichritz in Yitzrayim. Since there was a tremendous tikkun that took place, Hukva, it was established at that time when we go through that zman, a light will shine on us like the light that was shining then. And it will be nishadish in us the result of that tikkun. So he says that Yoir Oleinu Hashem will give us the Oyer just like that first light, right? So whether that means Hashem gives us the same Hashba or the same Hashba is still there, but I'll call upon him. This is the the Yisoyda Torah. That's so that's. You, you absorb that as a thought process, or do you absorb that as a feeling? I think so, but you, you got to have both. I think you know, but I think there's a feeling you're going to get by fulfilling the mitzvah salayla, shelling to to it. You know, I, obviously it helps to think, but um, I I think that that the the koyich the, 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 the mitzvah salayla. Obviously, got to think about it. You can't sit there like a lead. But it's a magic within the night. It's a koyach of the night to, to have that hashkor. So um, that's, I think, also the mission of Rura brings down that really um, the Chanukah's habayis we had last week, the Shmini Lamanulam, whatever, so uh, that took place on Rishchidosh Nisa. But Emes says the Mishkan was finished on Kislev. The Kodesh Baruch wanted to wait until Nisa, because that's when Yitzhak was born. So Kodesh Baruch said, I have to pay back Kislev. So he got Hanukkah and Kislev. He struck me, what is the Shem is to pay back Kislev? What does he owe Kislev? Teretz says, he says, they finished the Mishkan there was a certain hashpah that was created when they finished the Mishkan. So says, I gotta give a yontiv to, to Kisle so they'll have the receiver to be able to cash in on that hashpah that they created Bishas they finished the Mishkan. So Kodesh Baruch gave us a yontiv called Hanukkah with Hanukkah Samizbeach so we can somehow get a ma'ain of what was accomplished by Klaus was because to have a Mishkan when they finished in, 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 in the Kisle. So that that's a, why why you, know, you have those ideas. Now, looked a little bit of a different Makuda that we sit by by the Seder. So one of the first questions you got to ask is, "Vosep is Yitzias Mitzrayim." We have a big deal of making a Seder to thank Hashem that we left Mitzrayim, but. Why are we thanking Hashem? He brought us there. Why we, why we have to go there in the first place? Shkayich. You put me in the hospital so because you, you drove your car over me. Now you're paying my bills. Thank you very much, right? You brought us to Mitzrayim. You took us out. What was the whole topic? Why do we have to end up in Mitzrayim? So, um, 
the the maral is masbir, and um, he says that lemaisa Avram Avinu said Bamo Eda. And the course of that, the Gemara, the Dorim says, his children were the in Mitzrayim for, for all these years. So the Shail is, Avram Avinu said Bamo Eda. So there was a chesorim in his emuna, and his children paid the price for all these years. And Avram Avinu put Yitzhak on the Akeda, he let himself get thrown to the Kivshana Eish. And because he said Bamo Eda, we had to pay such a price. Zuk the Marau, that um, the pshat is that Avram Avinu is the Av of the of Klal Yisrael. If in Avram Avinu there was the slightest pegam, his amuna, the pegam would become so magnified down the years of history that today we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it. We wouldn't exist. Like, like he gives a marshal that if somebody's uh, an expert in... in uh, Agriculture, and he sees a guy's planting an apple tree, and he looks at the uh, you know the, the, the plant that he's about to put in the ground. He says, "Don't don't, don't plant that one." He goes, "The matter? Does he see this little black dot over there, right? So that's uh, you know that's humongous, uh, fafongous, whatever, and that is going to create very bitter apples. They're not going to sell. They're not going to taste good. Don't don't plant it." Aye, but it's a little tiny black dot. Yeah, but that little tiny black dot is going to create that the apples are going to grow are going to be, uh, they're not going to, you know. So um, the same thing that you have to realize, HaKadosh Baruch understood that in order to create a Kalisrael that will still be sitting here today with all the tsaras we had, they had to experience Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. They had to see the Nisid and the Floys and they had to become so dovic to Hashem through that, that we still mamina b'nei mamina today. That's what was the necessity. So, so you see in the kud over here that the most dakistik chisorin in Avraham Avinu created the need for a Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. See, that also explains why when we look for chametz, we're mamish matim on the mashim of chametz. He says, you have to realize that the Yitzhiyas when even the mashu, you have to be careful. But the mashu of <clears throat> um, the fact that you can have you, is in a gale of mashu. Getting back to Avraham Avinu for a second, there's a word that I was once told to shame the Bell's Rebbe. He says, <laughs> "Just like the arrow in the hands of the the archer." So to our children, it was the pshat. When the, the, when the archer shoots the arrow at the bullseye, so let's say he's off by a fraction of a centimeter, but by the time it reaches the bullseye, it's going to be off because as it flies through the air, that little centimeter becomes wider and wider. If you're shooting a rocket to the moon and you're off by a, a little centimeter, it ain't going to make it to the moon because the distance is... So that's the pshat urim. The children are sent in the wrong direction. The slightest error in the, in the parents can have much more disastrous results in the children. So it has to be aimed perfectly. In the same way, when we're looking for chametz, uh, normally we have a bit of bashishim, but when it comes to chametz, we makbin that it's it's plaguing the mashu because chametz represents the yitzur horror. 
and the slightest chesorin in 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 the Yetzer Hora can cause tremendous results. It was just we learn in the morning the Sefer Hoyer Nadim for a few seconds, a few minutes every morning. So he talks there about uh, the tzaddikim the osed lover will be midbelahem the Yetzer Hora like a har gavoya, and the rishoyim the look at the Yetzer will be a, a, a hair. <coughs> So here is a tiny little string. So what's the pshat? It can't be two things. It's, uh, we're talking about the oilum em is lost at love. So the pshat is like this. The first step, the yetzer hara, is a little string. Tiny hair. The yetzer hara opens up to you. You, you don't have a tiger necessarily. Before you smoke your first cigarette, you're not addicted. right? Whatever it is, if you would know that I don't take that first puff, you would save yourself a lot of atmospheres. They think the first time you give in to the Yetzirah, it's a little here, and you think, big deal. Right? If you give in, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. The Rishayim will see loss of love, like, and they think I had to climb a mountain to fight the Yetzirah. No, it was a hair. You could have just said no the first time. You would have avoided all the atmospheres. The Tzaddikim, they see it as a mountain, and they say, wow, this is what we, uh, we toil. said, because you fought it when it was a string, and therefore it didn't become the mountain. So that's what they'll see. So they're saying, they're saying you saw it, that you're dealing with, with things that are so tiny, so minuscule, and yet they can have such a tremendous impact on a person that um, you have to make sure that you don't let it in in the beginning. But, if that's the Yisoyed that we're trying to get rid of, we're trying with the Kavona that I'm looking and I'm searching and I'm trying to get rid of the Chsorsha Be'isa, any drop of it. person in these weeks when you're getting ready for Pesach, if you're thinking Bishas Maisa, what you're doing, is a tremendous Koyach in, in just the avoid of looking for Chometz to remove from within yourself those koiches. So, you know, when a woman is scrubbing away, or you're helping her scrub away, the, the Kava Yosha says over, he says, he says, Hashem Yisbar, Enep Kuches Akol Maisa B'nei Yisro Adas Egulosa, Kedoshim B'nei Kedoshim. Hashem looks at all the Yidin, we're all obsessed with getting rid of chametz. The same way you're scraping the pots and scraping the shelves and checking, Hashem will remove all the negoyim. Haboyim misitra ochem mekatrigin that are brought about by the sitra achem mekatrigin. So, um, he says this is the Yisoy, to the degree to which we remove the 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 pagam of the Yetzirah, Hashem is removing from us also. So they say the Bedich of the Rebbe, when, when the women, he would see women preparing for Pesach and scrubbing and doing everything, so he would say the same Yehirotzen that you say by Tkiyah Shoifer. He would say, that, but instead of saying Tashrak, he would say Kashrak. So the Rotzen, Shamalochim, Shayoisim, and a Kashrak, Yalu the Rotzen, and a Kise Hakovoi, the Yamlitsu Toiv Badein. So what is Kashrak? It's Kratzen, Shabin, Raibin, and Kashrin. 
right? So these are, you know, the scraping and the rubbing and, you know, and all of those things that women are doing that the, the Redditch of the Rebbe would say that Faket, all that Avoida should be Mamish, Hashem should have Rachmanis. So you have to realize that this, this is an opportunity. You're doing Pashid Zachim. And some people take Pashid Zachim and they treat it like Pashid Zachim. Other people know how to turn a Pashid Zachim to gold. Right? You know, it's, it was a, the Arshim Meretz Yisrael gave it to He said over, he says he knows that there's a Yid who uh, is aware of a family with a bunch of children and they need help. So he, he Mamashi worked Mamashi like eight hours a day for a long, long time and he gave the money to this family. And he knows a woman who um, would go to a family and take care of the children, go to the house, prepare them lunch. She was there when they came home from school. She did homework with the kids. She fed them supper. She put them to bed. Then she took care of her tzrachim. So some guy in the, was, you know, the people who were listening to the drush, the guy said, Rabbi, I don't believe the story. Nobody would do that. He said, uh, you want me to tell you who it is? He said, yeah, tell me who it is. He said, I'll tell you who it is. I'll tell you where he lives. He says, really? He says, yes. Who is it? He says, it's you and your wife. He says, you work eight hours a day, and you bring home a paycheck, and you feed your family, right? You're doing a chesed, right? Your wife takes care of the kids, and she feeds them, and she puts them to bed, and she does their laundry, and she washes the dishes, right? That's who she is. I, it's not like you're doing it for somebody else. It doesn't make a difference. It's a mitzvah. If you realize that what you're doing is a mitzvah, all these things are, it's a gold mine. But if you do it right, you're hopping around tremendous, tremendous zechusim. Uh, and you do it without thinking about it, and you're, you're, you're losing the opportunity to cash in on something that's gewaldic. Say, Avadi, you get a mitzvah. Whatever you do, if it's a chesed, it's a chesed. But if you do it the right kavona, it's a birch, If you bench, you're going to get tzachar for benching. If you bench, you start design. You, you know, there the people that can take a, a you know a shmat and make it gold, and people can take gold and make it shmatas, right? Birchas hamozin is a gold mine. You can take it and turn it into a shmata, or you can take it and make it mamish. People have that opportunity, and so uh, you can, on the most simple things, you know, uh, you have a worker and you pay the guy for doing a job, and you say, I now do the kind of mitzvah of paying the worker, right? Or whatever it is. There's mitzvahs you can do, and you track. You track the Chavetz Chaim at a miser that he went into a pharmacist who wasn't showing you tell your mitzvahs. And he said to the pharmacist, you know, Amamish Makana you. You Makana me? I'm not even a religious Jew. He said, yeah, but do you realize what you do every day? You're saving people's lives. When you give a guy his, uh, you know, whatever he's taking, you give him his lisinopril for his blood pressure, whatever it is, you're saving his life. If he doesn't have it, who knows what can happen, right? You're not just doing a mitzvah. So if you would only trust when you're doing it, then you tell the guy, I'm giving it to you, you should not be a foolish you have mitzvahs that ain't sheer. Just think about that. And he, even if a guy's coming in, he's buying a prescription for uh, whatever it is, uh, you know, for, for it's an antibiotic. And so it's not life. We should be for shalema. There should be a tikkun for whatever illness he has. 
So the guy took the Chavot Chaim seriously. He started to, you know, everybody who came in, he said, and they started to think, you know, doing all this stuff, I should start davening a shtickle too. Slowly but surely, he became a tzaddik on But Chavot Chaim taught him how to take something, and, uh, you know, we, we very often don't have it. Reuven Karelish tells a Misa, I think he tells the story, it was a bar mitzvah. It was a, a yosum that was in the botay. Uh, I think it was the botay ponovich, whatever that the ponovich ever opened up a base yisoyim. So it was a botay office of ponovich, and this little boy had bar mitzvah between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Yeah, that is not a time people want to go to a bar mitzvah. Right? People are busy with Sukkot and buying abimini and putting up the Sukkot. I said, this kid's bar mitzvah is between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. So uh, anyway, he goes to the bar mitzvah together with the rebbe from this kid, and they're talking about how difficult it is to go to a simcha in such a high pressure time. But uh, you got to do it, you know. The kid needs it. So uh, the rebbe says to him, hey, so, you know, let me tell you, I know it's hard, but I had a mice. He says, one of my kids, a mold used to be glass bottles and you had soda. I still remember my uncle, Philip Feldheim, used to go to his house and used to have the seltzer bottles with the handle that he would pull, and the seltzer would come spritzing out like when Zadie was young. Right? <laughs> and so um, so uh, we would love to go to the house and just, you know, if we got a chance to spritz. That was like Choshagazah. So anyway, so he said that, you know, his kid wanted some seltzer once and whatever he took. And all of a sudden, the whole bottle exploded. And this was like Arabian Kipper. And they had to run with the kid to the hospital. And they were stuck with him in the hospital all the time between him, Kipper and Sukkot. And he said, so it's a very high pressure time. But you think we weren't in the hospital? We were in the hospital all day long with the kid. We had all the time in the world. When something is important, you can take care of it, right? Everything goes to, you know, gets pushed away. I have to take care of this, my child, I have to take care of this is what's important. Because if you realize the mitzvah, that's what's important. And you can do it with the same yeshiva das. But, uh, you know, as the harder it is, you know, you have, the, you get more schar for it. But you have to realize it's kihem chayenu. And, um, Why do you think it is that that Pesach Seder is the most popular Jewish function, even among the friar. And why does it speak to them? Is it that they, like they have Avram Avinu and Avram Avinu then? No, but that is by far, to do a survey every 10 years of yeah. a few research study. And that's the, by far the most popular now. <coughs> of all Jewish rituals. <laughs> they say wherever Eliyahu Navi comes, that's what they all keep. Right. Bris and Pesach Yeah. Oh, why? It's, it's, it's not universal, but extremely popular. And you wonder, like... Intuitively, people feel this is a family gathering. This is really... So it's not a God thing, it's a family it's got to be more than just a family gathering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There needs to be something underlying that really sparks it. Yeah, maybe it's it's hashkocha that it's sparked by the, by that hergish, but the mice of people will get some hashkocha from the seder. Sure. But the need to reach back and then transmit. 
It's becoming increasingly difficult. Someone who knows these things told me that reformed rabbis will tell you that they strategically made a mistake in the last generation. They had, in order to increase um, involvement in Siddharam, they had community Siddharam. And people would come to the temple for a communal function. What they didn't foretell was that there would be nobody left that knew how to run a Seder. So as that generation that knew how to run a Seder died, there's nobody around to run a Seder. So they're stuck having to go the group activities, even though they realize that they were only planning that those that didn't have family. That whole family function aspect of okay. But they still have a troop with it I have a, a reform physician that calls me every year, uh, the week before Pesach, and the week before Hashanah. Tell me something. Tell me, tell me something to talk about on the table with my children. Because he sees it as the only opportunity to do something Jewish with them. said, like, you know, like, <clears throat> how do you get them to be a frequency receiver? How do you get them to be the radio receiver? If it's out there, and you're feeling it enough to, to show up, like, what do you say? The, the problem is that the people who are coming only once a year, they're, the receivers <laughs> off the other 11.9 months of the year. You are, not, you are an idealist. I get it. The problem is it takes more than just a Seder. Okay, I understand. It's a challenge of finding the right thing to say. In the one moment where the door opens, where they're willing to crack open the door. But the problem is, what about every other opportunity of the entire year? Well said. Oh, I apologize. I thought you were your closing statement. Now for my closing statement. One of the challenges this time of the year is because of the intensity and the frustration and the urgency, people can get angry. You know, uh, you know, you can make the wrong move, you can put something in the wrong place, you can eat something in the wrong moment, and uh, it can can create uh, all sorts of uh, tzoros. So, uh, I'll tell you two maizim that negaya. Uh, first of all, the maizim with a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law, which is always a very fraught. Uh, uh, so, so but this this situation, rather, the mother and the daughter got along very, very well. And so, in honor of their getting along very well, the mother-in-law invited daughter-in-law to help her clean for Pesach, and so. She the, the, she came over very bonding, happily, bonding, and um, bonding right. And so she came over, and the mother-in-law said, "Listen, uh, you know, you might go, you can go through the closet to throw out whatever you think needs to be thrown out. You know, uh, <laughs> just uh, you know, part of the spring cleaning." And so, so um, she felt very good that she trusts her. So she went through the closet and she straightened up the closet, she fixed everything up. I don't know if she checked the pockets and everything, but. 
So she comes to the mother-in-law's closet and she sees these three dresses lying on the floor, or three outfits, and she sizes it up and she says, these are no longer in style, my mother-in-law never wears them, they're going into the garbage. So she picks them up together with everything else and she puts it in the dumpster. Mother-in-law comes home and she's checking, everything is very beautiful, everything is very neat, and she comes to the closet, she sees those three outfits are not there. Now, little did the daughter-in-law know that her mother-in-law kept her valuable jewelry in the pockets of those outfits. And so she discovers that it's missing, and she gets very upset. And she says, who throws out clothing without checking the pockets first? I mean, you know, I always check the pockets. You never know if there's maybe a $20 bill in one of the pockets, their base, you know, so... Um, so she's very upset. These are very, very special jewelry. That's where she kept it. And she throws it out and she doesn't check the pockets, carelessness. And she doesn't say anything. She runs to the dumpster to try to retrieve it. And she finds out that punklich that day, they picked up the garbage early and uh, it's far following. So she is livid. And as she's walking to the house, she's thinking to herself, you know, I'm going to give it to her. This careless. Then she says, wait a second, wait a second. What am I finding? I lost the jewelry. Now I want to lose my daughter-in-law too, and my mishiga. And so she pulls herself together, and she said, I'm not going to say a word. Garnished. It happened, as I have the revolt, I'm a cobble. Then she says, I'm, I'm being levater on my jewelry. I have three diamonds. I have two sons and a daughter. They're old. They haven't found the shidduch. I'm a vater in my jewelry. Take care of my diamonds. Okay, she goes in. She's very nice to the daughter-in-law. She thanks her profusely. She hugs her and kisses her. She leaves. The phone rings. We have a shidduch for your oldest son. Three hours later, she gets a call with shidduch for the daughter. And three, a few hours later, within three days, they went out and each shidduch was good. And each shah got married one month after the other. Kachavim. So um, you never know. The slightest, you know, you're you miskaber over kas, and you hold yourself back, you don't realize that the kavaldik is high that you could get. As the same thing happened with Yecheskel Abramsky. He was young. He was Yodua, like he was the top catch from, from you know, the, one of the best bochum in the yeshiva world. And so one Greer who wanted to marry his daughter to him, he was also a very big Talmud Chacham. So he, he fahered him over three days, every day, uh, another chalik in Shas, and he fahered him, and he knew, and he says, okay, I'm ready to let you get engaged to my daughter. So the Cheskel says, well, now I have to fahere your daughter. I, mean, I, I, yeah, I thought I was tough. <laughs> So, so you fired me. I, I want to meet your daughter. I mean, that's, you know, let, let me meet her once. Okay, I'm not going to, you know. So they arrange for a date. He comes to the house, and you know they had set up by the table. You know, the, the guy picks up the girls. I don't know if they do it nowadays, but when I went out, there was always something on the table. You came, and you got cross-examined by the schwer, the future schwer, the possible schwer, and uh, the mother-in-law came in, and then after a few minutes, the girl shows up. Okay, so. Um, he walks into the house, he's standing by the door. They had set up a beautiful table, a glass table with tea and whatever it was. And just as he's walking into the house, the kid brother had pulled the table. The table went flying, all the glass on the table broke, the tea is all over the floor, and the place is in shambles. 
and he sees out of the corner of his eyes the girl that he's going to go his meeting is standing there, and she goes to the kid brother, and she, you know, she takes him by the shoulder. And she says, "Don't worry, don't feel bad. It's okay. Just get a shmat, and I'll clean it up." She didn't know that he was watching her, but he noticed her, and he said, "Okay, I don't have to go out with her. We can break the plate right now." Right? So she could have reacted. First. What? You have to find one first. Right. Yeah, right. She could have. She could have. <laughs> she could have been upset, like any girl would have been upset that she said, "Mom, I told you not to keep him in the house. Send him someplace else." Like you know, uh, but you know that that that's what happened. And she reacted. She didn't lose her temper, so she got Becheskel Abramsky as a husband. Right? You know, so there's ace. But the, these are misyoyinus that we deal with these days. And that's um, what you have to know. That the famous mice was also wanted. His Talmidim asked when they went to bake matzahs what chumre they should be medatik in. So he said, chumre I want you to be medatik is that there are almonists very often work in the in the matzah bakery. People tend to get upset when things don't work out well and they're not fast enough or they're not doing things right. My chumre is you should not say anything nasty to them. Have patience, don't get angry. That's the thing. That's how they break them up. That's in the sleep. So, um, it's Chomis B'mashahu, Mashu Kas is also trade. That's the Yisoyed and Borah. Share next week. Next week is before Pesach. Two weeks from tonight is the Liga Chomis.